do it. General Kenobi. Hello, hello, and welcome to Floro. Got horny this week? <laughs> so horny. This is the longest intro we've had, by the way, so don't think that we're starting quite yet. It's like the Clone Wars listened to the last episode that we recorded in your complaint about the lack of horniness. <laughs> oh, they came back. But like I said, this intro goes well. So let's just hang tight. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. <laughs> See, this is the stuff that happens when I'm late getting here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get it up! Chibata! Get it up! Come on, Chibata, bud! We got some big news. <laughs> Isn't that perfect? <laughs> It fits in so many places. Yeah, it fits in perfectly. It's the perfect three-second clip. Uh. I like watching Obi-Wan roll around in this Geonosis arena to this music. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, I guess I can start talking here pretty soon. Getting into the episode. I wonder if people are still with us here. <laughs> We're almost two minutes in. We really haven't discussed anything. They're appreciating the quality editing work it's great editing work i had a lot of time in my hands um so yeah welcome to the clone cast episode 45 episode 45 and we got i i told you i had a little surprise for you right yeah so the celebratory music are you ready for it we have hit 2,000 downloads oh boy Whoa! we're coming yub yub <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we are at 2,000 downloads, and so thank you to anybody that has listened to us. It's all because of you, listener. Yes, and unfortunately, our highest played episode is the first one, uh, Cat and Mouse, which is probably our worst episode, so <laughs> keep telling your friends. <laughs> It'd be great. Boy, the quality really did take an uptick. It did. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're planning on recording in like kind of like an intro to the oh, earlier episodes. And be like, yeah, you might want to just, just skip through these. Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert, cat and mouse, bad episode. Um, <laughs> I gave it a six. It's, still <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad episode. So, yeah, how you doing? Good. First 80-degree day. Yeah, it's a it's a scorcher out there. I've had the air conditioning running. By the way, the sound is about to pod up very quickly here. So let's just... Here it <laughs> Now. Oh, there we no. go. <laughs> yes! Isn't that the best part? You just did that on purpose, didn't you, just to get that part? Yeah, I love that part. Let's listen to it again. Oh, so good. All right. So, how you been? Good. Good. Um, we are at the studio. Um, fun fact for this episode, we have just past the 11-year anniversary of the episode that we just watched. Oh, yeah. That's it was, right. Uh, April 30th, and it's May 1st today. So that's right. It was 11 years ago yesterday that that horny of all horny episodes. 
I was under the impression that this was a kid's show. Yeah, I know. Oh, that Hondo, he laid pipe. <laughs> Hondo and Aura Singh, they get really horny with each other in this episode. The other thing that's nuts, and I mean, I, we could talk about it in a time warp, but this is, I realized, looking at the original air date of this, from now on, this is, I have been dating Bree since this aired. Because we started dating... Oh, yeah, you April, just had your anniversary, right? April of 2010, so... It's like for all the rest of these episodes, they were airing during the time I was dating the person that I'm currently with. Well, there you go. Hey. Man, that's a long time. Yeah, I know. Gosh. It's crazy. That's like longer than my parents were together. I'm coming up on like, I think my parents were together for 12 years. So it's going to be nuts when I pass that marker. Oh, yeah. That's a big pass. That's a big pass. So we're in the studio today. We got the uh, Attack of the Clones on in the background. I don't know. I've just been throwing stuff on the TV here. Um, we were loving the dialogue between Anakin and Padme. It's painful. Yes. Um, as horny as this dialogue is and as hot as it is, <laughs> this is not horny. Look at Kit. Look at him. Ah, get him. <laughs> the chemistry between Aura and Hondo was better than what it is. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you can tell that they are into each other. Um but yeah, this was part of a double episode. So it was one of those. So it's the same air date as the last episode that we reviewed. Yep. So we don't have a time warp. So, I mean, I'm just going to get it out of the way. The I'll play thing, my what? The other thing, too, about this is I didn't realize it until I was looking at IMDb uh, for this episode. But this was the season finale of the second season. Oh, yeah. 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 But we still have a couple of. We have um, that one that I thought we were supposed to watch, but yep. we weren't watching. So I guess, are we going back or are we going into season three now? We've so, also covered some season three because I know season three starts with clone cadets and we've yep. done that. Yeah. So now we're jumping into season three after this episode. And then that, like, w I think there's one or two episodes in the second season that we haven't watched yet. And those will come up. I'm sure they're I just it, like, absolute gems. Episodes or something like that. Standalone episodes like that have traditionally, in our Watch the Fire, been pretty bad. It's actually, it's a very weird, if I'm remembering it correctly, it's a very weird episode where it's not a standalone. It, like, pairs into another one. But for whatever reason, in the air date, they, like, split them up. So that's so why... So there's a season two episode? Yeah, it's really weird. Like, it'll make more sense when we get there. But... Ugh. Like when you after you watch them, when you look at the order in which they I aired, think, like I love Dave be... Filoni, but I think he was like probably going through some like raging alcoholism at the time, where he's like, "We're gonna put this one in three years." <laughs> that, or maybe it's just someone threw him for a loop and just was like, "No, nah, we're gonna mix it up." Yeah, we'll mix it up. We're not gonna do that. Oh, oh, it's about to get dark here. Oh, it's about to get dark. Goodbye, Django Fett. I almost feel that it's almost fitting that we're watching this scene right now with the episode that we're getting say. in. Um, so let's see if he can last long enough. Do you think... Okay, I'm going to play Kesha now. Let's see if he survives to the end of Kesha. All right, so he's taking out the Wilderbeast. And what you see, they digitally added... He tries to jetpack away. They digitally added sparks coming out of his jetpack to show it's broken. Uh-oh. And right he's dead. And, and there it data. is. I saw it. Yeah. Yep, you see it fly. Okay, so uh, Kesha was not the number one song in America, but we're not going to do a time warp because we did the time warp last week, and it's the same shit. So yeah. we don't have a time warp this week, but what we do have is listener appreciation. Chibata! It's only because I'm so in love. No. <laughs> no, it's because I'm so in love with you. I love you all. 
I love them all. <laughs> really do. We have a new listener to shout out this week too. All right, we got a good one. Um, I want to listen to the whole song. Can you? <laughs> Let me listen to the thing. <laughs> then I'll get to it. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. Uh, yeah. All right, listener appreciation. So as usual, the usual suspects: depressed Kenobi. You'll know. <laughs> yeah. Those are, yeah. Rural farm boy, Wayfinder Pod. Uh, I just love watching how excited you get shouting out those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eliza, a.k.a. Uh, Drop of Magic, which was our new listener shout yep. out last episode. And we have a new one Dope Jammies, <laughs> a.k.a. The Ithorian Historian. <laughs> Demanded more Ithorians. <laughs> he wants more Ithorian talk. <laughs> yes. All right. So dope jammies. Well, I'm not sure if it's a he, a she. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but they Either want way. more Ithorian historian. The Ithorian historian wants Ithorian talk. So we'll have to get to that. That babe Ithorian shirt that you found? He, yeah. He's got one of those. They commented on it. <laughs> they said something like, oh, yeah. <laughs> couple of Ithorians this week, too. Um. I don't know. I don't have a ton to get into here. Um, it's a warm day out. It's a nice, pretty day. Yeah. I got nothing going on, you though. Been, have you been training at work still? Yeah, it sucks. I don't even want to talk about it. I want to think about it Saturday. Let's just not even talk about work. You hate work. I hate work. If you're listening to this and you don't hate work, rethink your life. Work is terrible. Um, this is what we want to do for a living. So if you all just sent us like $10 a month. That would be super keen. I will. I will go on Twitch and I will scream about Anakin for... 40 hours a week if that's what you want <laughs> i will do it i will fight a rancor if you will pay me <laughs> anything but my but my goddamn computer my work computer get me away just drag me away i from was it. watching so i was watching empire last night yeah i just put it on because i hadn't watched it in a while and i wanted to see the opening and there were a couple of moments where like i had the realization watching uh luke interact with r2 <laughs> like they're at work right now. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Hamill actually came in and had to talk to multiple puppets in one day. Oh, yeah. And take it very seriously. Yeah. I mean, but that's fun. I know. That's I what I want to talk to puppets. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would love that <laughs> for a job. Think about the serendipitous career of Mark Hamill. So he's in, he's in Star Wars. He gets to talk to puppets for like six years. Then he gets to go around like conventions for the rest of his life and give speeches to like twenty thousand people who just fawn over him and yeah. ask him questions. Yep. And he get and oh, and he gets to be the Joker. Yeah, that's fucking great. Because b- before he even got the Luke Skywalker role, he was interested, and in, I think he may even had a couple of parts doing vo- voiceover. He's like, a great voiceover he loved, artist. He loved doing voiceover work from an early age. Is he now? You don't have to tell me because this may come down to one of our who are you's. But does he make any voiceover appearances in the Clone Wars series? Oh, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like even after Star Wars, he did a bunch of voice work, which he loved doing. And man, man he's had a great career and he doesn't suck, too. He's like a nice, genuine yeah. guy. The other thing, the, I like him. The other thing, I'm sure he went through part of this too, but it seems like every Star Wars actor goes through this arc after Star Wars where they uh, they feel like they don't want Star Wars to define them, so they almost push back against the whole convention thing. Yeah, like they're like, oh, I'm, I'm that's beneath me. I'm, yeah. too, I'm a, I'm an actor. 
I, I appreciate the craft. I don't want to be well. That's kind of how Alan Guinness looked at it from day one. But then eventually, every single one of them comes to the realization of like, oh no, this thing's much bigger than me. Like maybe I should like steer. Yeah, into and I was this. kind of thinking about because like you know Harrison Ford gets kind of sourpuss about Star Wars sometimes, and I was thinking about I was like. But if you went back in time, there is zero chance he would turn down that role. Oh, yeah. That yeah, role yeah. made him. Yeah. It made him. Yep. Now, he had the lucky good fortune of being cast as Indiana Jones shortly after yeah. that. So he's like he's like iconic character after iconic character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in anything that's super highly successful, you always see act Kramer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kramer. Yep. I mean, just an iconic television character. Michael Richards could not get anything going after that. Yep. And next thing you know, he's at the Laugh Factory, and oh, downhill, baby, well, <laughs> downhill. <laughs> well, the other, the actor that like showcases it perfectly is Anthony Daniels. Like I've heard stories about after Star Wars, Anthony Daniels yeah. was like, "Oh, I'm not going to conventions. That's far, that's beneath me." And he's, you know, he talks a lot like three. It's a lot, yeah. But it's great when they kind of open up to it and they embrace it. But and that's like. I think after 20, 30 years of fighting it, eventually, like, well, one, they look at all the money you can make just, like, yeah. showing up at these things. How great would it be to just go to a convention? Where people worship you. We are we are going to a Star Wars oh, yeah, celebration. Yeah, yeah. We, we are dressing as Cody and Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Cody, you, Rex. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to have to have, like, a, a phone book to stand on. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm shorter. Um... It's going to be great. But eventually they all come to appreciate it. And you know who the greatest and... is, like, and I love it, is Patrick Stewart, Captain Picard. Oh, yeah. And and also fucking Professor X. But um, he's the best, man. That guy is so great. Like, he was a Shakespearean actor. Like, he was in the Royal Shakespeare Theater yep. Company, which is, like, pretty high up. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. When, and when you're in, you know, yeah. So, but, yeah, I mean, he's cast in this Star Trek role. <laughs> And, you know, they put him in this, like, spandex suit, and he's this Shakespearean actor, this, like, seriously trained stage actor. And he just, I don't know, man, but he just owned it, and he embraced it, and he loves it. And, like, when he looks back on it, he's, like, proud of what yeah, he did. Yeah, And I think that's great. Well, and he seems like, I don't know when he became successful, but there's, like, a trend where if you reach success as an actor at an older age, you tend to not be a dick and just, like... Be able to, like, roll with the punches, and it seems like he kind of has that yeah. kind of air about him. And he's best friends with Ian McKellen. I know. Legitimately best yeah. friends. It's great. Did you, and that, It's Gandalf and Picard! I sent that video to you where he, like, there's a video online of him, like, consoling a woman who's... Oh, yeah. Like, no, oh, yeah, I've seen it. It's at a convention, like I think. It's at it's a convention. It's unbelievable. No, he's a great guy. Yeah. And he did the commercials with Mark Hamill. Did you see those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Was it, like, Uber Eats or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Fuck Uber Eats, but the commercials, great. Yeah. God, that's fucking great. I love how it's like just this community, you know? Fucking way better. And when you think about like Mark Hamill, like I was thinking about this, like he has been seen more than, I don't care if you're fucking Brad Pitt, like he has been seen on more screens than anyone. I mean, he's in like the most successful movies of all time. Yeah. I mean, that's like the pinnacle of success in the entertainment industry. It's great. And it's he, great. He, it seems like he doesn't take himself too seriously. No. And he fucking he, like, rules, He dude. loves joking around. You know what we need to do? He'll he'll shout out fans on Twitter if you if you get him at the right time. Like, I saw one today where it was like, hey, uh, one of my students is a really big Star Wars fan. They would love to hear from Luke or something. And he tweeted something back, right? 
There's another. We got to get him. There's another <laughs> we, video. We got to get him to retweet us. There's but another, then he'll probably be like, oh, God, this guy posted a cum meme. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, a, there's another video. Uh, did you see the video of, I think it's when Kristen Bell is guest hosting Jimmy Kimmel Live? Adam, uh, Adam With Adam, Adam Scott? Adam Scott, yeah. yeah. She surprises him. And they're Mark like Hamill big stars, up. and I'm like, and then uh, Mark Hamill comes on, I was like, he's the biggest fucking star on earth. Yeah. He is. He just is. I'm sorry. Like, Brad Pitt and all these people, I say Brad Pitt, Clooney, all these guys, huge stars, but they have not brought in fucking jack shit compared to Mark Hamill. Well, it's awesome, too. Like, Adam Scott starts crying because he's this hero yeah. standing in front of him. And it's like, I love watch. I heard a story, or no, it was during an interview where Conan was interviewing Lynn. Lin-Manuel Miranda, like at the height of Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And Lin was talking about how when he first met Weird Al, he was so starstruck that he like couldn't compose himself. And this is at the time is when Lin-Manuel Miranda is the biggest star in the world. Yeah. And he meets Weird Al and is like, can't talk because he's so starstruck. Weird Al! Like that (laughs) shit is so cool. Yes! That's the kind of celebrity I want to be. Yeah. I want to be con guy. Be so I want to go to be with my people at cons. That's where I would be happiest. Getting like a really like just smack with success for like five years and then just going to cons. Yeah. And just signing autographs and answering questions. I'd have a fucking time in my life. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. You got anything else? I don't, we kind of no. just got off course there. Yeah, yeah. Should we get into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. General Kenobi. On order, Charles. Woo! Lethal Trackdown. What do we got here? Season 2, episode 22, correct? Yep. So this was the season finale for season 2. Yeah. And we are finishing up our Boba Fett trilogy arc arc here. Um, Up and down arc for me. Um... But I think we ended on a high note. Yeah. I think they we ended on a high note. So we start off, and as we know, last week, uh, Admiral Killian <laughs> was taken was taken prisoner along with two of his clones. Pons um, and another guy. Oh, poor Pons. We'll get to Pons. <laughs> I got, okay, I got three audio clips from the first three minutes. Because I was like, oh, shit, I need that. First, I mean, the first clip I got here is Boba. Starts off on Slave 1, and Boba goes in and starts talking with Killian and the other prisoners. Um, so let's just listen to this little opening scene where Boba goes in and says hi to our favorite drunken Scottish Admiral. This isn't what I wanted. He's handing him water. Very nice boy. You don't have to do this. They're really You're abiding by like the Geneva Convention. I yeah. can tell. What do you know, old man? I know a good soldier when I see one. I'm no soldier. I'm no clone, not like those two. What? What are you looking at? Boba, what's going on? Ooh, you bet. Nothing. This gets dark really quick. He was doing a nice thing, and then it goes... What are we going to do with them? (laughs) Oh, I think our friends here are about to finally prove useful. (laughs) (laughs) So she just says... So, one, Aura has these giant spider hands. I was just going to say, you really... smacks the shit out of Killian. Really get a look at those fingers. Oh, they one. long boys. I mean, they are literally... She could palm, like, 
Like, if you could pull him a basketball, that's she impressive. Could pull him a watermelon. Like, she could put her entire hand around a basketball. That's how big her hands are. But yeah, so she kicks the shit out of the um, the prisoners of war. Um, and she starts by slapping Killian in the face. Um, but her whole plan here is obviously, hey, we're going to, you know, we got these POWs. We're going to use them to our advantage. The other thing that I was thinking, too, it's got to be weird for Boba, like, seeing your father's face everywhere. Because those clones are all over the place. Oh, yeah. But then it's also your face, too. Like, that's yeah, like imagine be when Boba grows up trip. and looks in the mirror like, oh, hi, Dad. Yeah. You know? Very strange but stuff. But I was just, like... Killian's in between two clones, and as Boba Fett walked in, I just had the thought, like, that's really weird. Like, yes. They look exactly like his father. Yeah, very, very strange. Very strange. Um, but after that little scene, we get back to the Jedi Temple where Anakin and Mace are recovering. They're in kind of, I, I don't know, I guess I don't, we'll call it a, I don't know, like a, a hospital room of some kind. It appears to be like, it's like the... It's the Jedi Temple Temple Medical Center, I guess, is what they're in. And they're wearing, like, karate geese. Um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, that's that's what the patients at the Jedi Temple Medical Center wear, karate geese. <laughs> but they don't have any cool belts, so it's like they're week one, and they haven't even been given their, like, white belt yet. <laughs> so they're just... <laughs> they're, in, they're in the outfits that Orpheus and... Uh, or Morpheus and yes! Neo train in. When they train in the <laughs> dojo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, but yeah, so they're wearing karate getups and they have a little discussion about our boy Boba and what Mace is, is or isn't going to be doing about it. So, what are you planning to do with this son of Jango Fett? I'm not planning to do anything. That kid destroyed an entire cruiser trying to get to you. What have you destroyed, sir? Is there something else I should be doing, Skywalker? How about tracking him down? So I should behave as this child does. I should seek revenge. No. How is it revenge if you stop this kid and bring him to justice? In case you hadn't noticed, we are fighting a war. Okay. Somebody's the adult in the room. Yeah. I mean, Mace has got bigger priorities. He doesn't really see the kid as a threat. He is just kind of like, hey, we're fighting a war. I'm not going to go hunt down this kid. Um just because he's out for revenge. Could you imagine what a better world we would be living in if everyone had the attitude that Mace does? Yeah. Like, you know, you're driving in traffic and uh, you accidentally cut off somebody. And instead of road raging and falling you to your house, they're just like, Quesera, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All's good. All's well that ends well. We're going to we're just going to move well, on. Well, and you were talking about it getting dark, but I had the thought process here like what if in it's understandable that we wanted to take revenge after 9-11. But what if we had the approach that Mace does right now? We're like, yeah, it happened, but let's not go crazy. Yeah, it, like, let's let's take a measured approach to this. Yeah. Let's assess let's it. Let's take a step back and not try to twist the knife in yes. these people. I mean, what? We're just leaving Afghanistan now? <laughs> yeah. And I don't like they say it, but I'm kind of like, I don't believe it. Who's the president there? Is it Hamid Karzai still? <laughs> we need to start tallying up how many times I can mention Hamid Karzai. On this. That's the third time I've mentioned Hamid I Karzai. I've been dead for a long time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Mace, I like Mace's approach. Yeah. He's very chill and he is just like, hey, I'm still here. He's got bigger worries. Yeah, he's got he's got a war to win. He's got separatists going ape shit. He's got to worry about that stuff. He doesn't have time to worry about little Boba Fett. Um, that changes kind of quickly, though. Also, he sliced he sliced his dad's head off with barely any effort. So yeah. I think 
in his mind, he's like, yeah, if he comes after me. I mean, if me. he's a clone of his dad, <laughs> yeah. I'll be fine. I'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, someone needs to teach uh, Boba, like, uh, you know, about, like, laws and self-defense. Like, <laughs> it's like, sorry. Boba's, that was self-defense, my friend. Boba's never heard of the stand your ground rule. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine Boba in Florida just <laughs> observing the stand your ground rule. Um, so... Plo Koon and Ahsoka then enter the room, and they report that they have received a transmission from the bounty hunters that Anakin and Mace were just arguing about. So things change a little bit after this next clip. So they play the transmission for Mace and Anakin, and it gets dark again. Mace Windu, you were lucky to escape. Your friends here were not so fortunate. Until you face Boba, these men will be killed. One at a time. What's your name? Name CT four eleven. Pathetic Boba, do it. Boba. That was pawns. Only two to go, Windu. Come and find us. We'll be waiting. And by the way, this is an audio medium, so to explain, Boba, Boba did out, not shoot. Couldn't shoot Pons in the back yeah. of the head. He hesitated, and eventually Aura got tired of his hesitation and shot Pons in the back of the head. And they did not show Pons getting shot in the back of the head. I think they're like, yeah, this is supposed to be a kid show. <laughs> <laughs> but even seeing him on his knees with Boba holding the yeah. gun to the back of the head was a little much. This is the dark and horny episode. And we'll get to the horniness soon, but it's very dark and it's very horny. Well, the next... This is not a kid's show. The next second gets very dark. Yes. This is not a kid's show at all. <laughs> at all. Okay. So Adam did just mention that it gets very dark. So uh, we'll talk about that in half a sec here. But Mace is like, all right, I'm going. And Anakin's like, I thought you were staying out of this. And he's like, yeah, well, there's prisoners now. I didn't know that there were hostages involved here. Changes the game. Yeah. He's out to save Killian's life. He loves that drunken admiral. <laughs> um, also, I should I I from reading on Wikipedia, it appears like Pons is Mace's Rex. Oh, like, really? Yeah, it seems like Pons is the clone trooper. Was that's he the been... one that was shooting the skeet? No, I don't think okay. he was. I don't think he was. But he was with Mace on the Battle of Malastar, where the Zillow sure. Beast comes out. God. And he was with Mace on. <laughs> On Ryla. Sometimes you need to warn me before you mention some of these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> they were throwing urinal cakes at that thing. Remember the urinal cakes? Yeah. That poor Zillow beast. God. Oh, we've had some moments, man. This hey, has been a wild ride. He's still in the cloning project, yeah. so we might um, see him again. But Pons, that's cool. Pons so has been with leads, Mace. That for leads a me while. to believe then that Killian is Mace's Yolaren. Possibly, what, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. But Killian seems very independent. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. But anyways. Um, but I, I'm bringing that up because it could be that, you know, if it is that Pons is Mace's Rex, maybe that's the thing that's spurring him on to sure. like go to the rescue and yeah. try to like take revenge or whatever. Yep. Okay. But um, Plo Koon quickly interjects as soon as Mace says he's going and he's like, um, 
Yeah, you're still in the karate gi. We haven't even given you the... <laughs> you know, you're not ready. You're still in the karate gi. Plo Koon fucking rules. Yes, he does fucking rule. I I went on a jag the first episode that he was in for a very long time about how amazing he is. You need no further evidence than this episode. Oh, yeah. He just gets better and better. Oh, yeah. And I'll bring I'll bring it up in a second. This is go, great. Go ahead. Um, so Plo Koon says, hey, I'm going to take Ahsoka... And I, I have a feeling that we're at the point now, this is the second episode in, I don't know, the last month where Ahsoka has gone off with a different Jedi Master that is not Anakin. I feel like they're like, yeah, get her away from him every now and then so she can actually learn some things. That's what I wrote down. I wrote down, why even bother assigning Padawans well, he is to still, people? Like, Anakin is, you know, in, in, his, in all fairness, Anakin is still in the Karate Gi too. Yes, So he is. he's still injured. He can't go places either. But they keep, like, mixing and matching. It's like, I thought that you're supposed to... And it almost to... seems like, hey, if he's really good at, like, um, you know, like, swordsmanship, so maybe maybe they should do the lightsaber training with this guy, and they should learn the patience training from anybody but Anakin. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, maybe just some mix and match. Like in, like in grade school or high school, it's not like you stayed with the same teacher all day long eventually when you got older you would go to different classrooms and you'd you know you'd have the science teacher and you'd have the math teacher you mix it up and then you mix you it up and then you figure out what style best suits you yes. as a student see they should have us running <laughs> the jedi order they would have been in much better shape i mean we couldn't have done any worse than they did they seem to got it figured out yes um so yeah so plo Koon and ahsoka Fucking great combination. I'm already in love with this episode. This is great. This is going to be fun. Um, let's take just a 20 second here. I want to grab another beer. Okay. So you will hear some music. You'll hear some chibata. You'll hear some salsa. And I'll be right back. We are back. Um, I needed a drink before I talked about this next. It's like two seconds, but God, it's the darkest two seconds yeah. in a while. So after it's decided that Plo Koon and Ahsoka are going to be going off after these bounty hunters, uh, we get a shot of Slave One flying through space. Um, but what is trailing Slave One but Pons, his corpse that has been shot out of the airlock, just floating aimlessly in well, space? If you look, you can actually see the airlock open and Pons come shooting out of it. <laughs> and then the airlock closing as Slave One like goes, oh. goes away. And they hold on Pons for like a good five to ten seconds. The entire shot, just, yeah. Like floating lifelessly in space. Yeah, it it's just, it was grim looking. And like... We are five minutes into this episode, and it is just all over the place with dark moments. Yeah. Just very dark. Um, so inside of Splave 1, Aura is reprimanding Boba for not pulling the trigger. Um, Costas. <laughs> Bob Costas is concerned. <laughs> <laughs> he's always concerned, this guy. I Has this guy spent a moment? So he's been in an episode, and now this one. He's been concerned constantly i love it that he's like the voice of reason in all of this the guy that's yeah, like, like a you know maybe fuck. we shouldn't mess with the jedi just a thought um <laughs> like he's like 
hey, uh, hostages and taking out an entire Republic cruiser, that wasn't part of the plan here. <laughs> we might be getting into something here that we're not going to be able to get out of. Yeah, and he's like, I don't. I think we're getting a little over our heads here. And he's right. They are definitely in over their heads. Um, Bosk, on the other hand, is still in because he needs the cash. That's, <laughs> that line killed me. He's like, I need cash, baby. Yeah. He needs the cash. <laughs> Does Bosk have a gambling problem? I think so. <laughs> He's in it bad with the yes. sharks. He's hilarious. <laughs> I know. God, we need more Bosk. Give me more Bosk. Oh, I love Bosk. I like Bob Costas, too. Bob Costas is great. He's great. Yeah. Um, Costas, though, he's out. He's like, you know what? Next stop, I'm out of here. Yeah. We'll see you later. I'm out of this He's shit. He's had enough. He sees the writing on the and wall. She's like, all right, good. Leave. Get out of here. Aura does not like Bob Costas. No. Um, but she notes that we're going to be heading for Florham. So they set course for Florham. We know who's on Florham. We'll talk about Florham in a minute. Yeah. But we've been to Florham before. I'd forgotten Ooh. about it for a second. Yeah. I mean, when they said Florham, I was like, wait, I know that. Yeah. And then when they land, you're like, oh, that's right. Yep. That is correct. Um. So we get back to Coruscant. Ahsoka and Plo Koon are flying around in a hammerhead speeder is the best way to describe it. That uh, thing, that's the moment where I was like, does Plo Koon have a sports car? <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's like red. He's amazing. <laughs> yes, it's like red with stripes. It's like he's, <laughs> he's tooling around Coruscant in a fucking Corvette. I bet you he gets a lot of speeding tickets in that thing. Like it just it just stands out like a sore thumb in the traffic on Coruscant. That was the part where I was like, "Oh my god, Plo Koon is amazing. I love him, and he's taking his hot sports car and taking it into the slums. That thing's gonna be stripped like, for parts." Ahsoka and Obi Wan aside, why are all like the secondary Jedi a million times better than like fucking Anakin, who this series is based around? <laughs> oh my god, dude! I did fuck it. Let's give him one of these. Now it's. Yes! Plo Koon is all for one personified. I Plo fucking Koon love is him. Amazing. Yeah. One other like tidbit I looked up. I might have shared this on uh, on the last like Plo Koon rant I went on, but there's only a f- like one or two Jedi's that have been known to be able to use Force lightning. That's not dark side lightning, but they're so in tune with the light side of the force that they can channel was like yellow lightning i think it is Ooh. but plo Koon's one of them god he rules he's awesome that's great um so ahsoka's like why aren't we going to the last known place where boba fett was and he's like why would we go where he know where we know he's not yeah um which is a good point yeah. like He's going to go. So his plan is we're going into the deepest levels of Coruscant. And when we're talking about like ground level of Coruscant, like a few weeks ago with Satine, the Duchess, when she was down there getting information from that guy that got shot by that horrible yeah. sniper. <laughs> yeah. Like that was what I thought was the lower levels of Coruscant. That's but this like, is like two miles underground yeah. in a in like this like just hole. Yeah. That they go down in. It's the um, underground. No, the, the, the one with Satine was... Like, that's surface that's, world. Yeah, that's the surface world. Like, this is the legitimate seedy underground of Coruscant. And it they, they go, like, a mile underground, basically, yeah. down this tube. Um, It's very cool looking. It's very cool. It, it reminds me of some Matrix shit, like, when Neo wakes up and, like, it's, 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 like, this weird world that he wakes up in, you know? The more they explore that, like, underground world, it just gets cooler and cooler. Yes. Uh, the plan is to go down there is... Jango Fett, basically, it was known to frequent these areas. 
So they are going to go down and try to get information, try to find out where Boba Fett could be heading next, try to find out anything they can about the bounty hunters that they're dealing with. Um, once they land, too, I did note for the Ithorian historian, Ithorians galore. Yeah. Yep. Ithorians like hanging out down here. Um, they're they're apparently, all over the place. They're apparently scared of heights. Yes. You can only find them on the surface yeah. or below. The further they go, the cl- just the happier. <laughs> There's one that just like was so happy as he got to the planet core and just melted to death. But he, it was like Gollum as he had the ring in Mount Doom just melting in the lava. Just like one final moment of ecstasy. Um so we get over to Slave 1, and they're arriving on Flor- on Florum, excuse me. And one of the first things we see on Florum is, like, a Kohican monkey lizard cockfight. Yeah, I know. And um, these two little these two little Kohican monkey lizards, they're going at it. <laughs> yeah. And I have to ask, do you think one of them was named Little Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> That's all I could think about. Let's take a listen. Hey, is that your chicken making all that noise? Oh, Jerry loves the morning. <laughs> Who? Little Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I name my chicken after you. Thanks, it's very sweet, but that is not a chicken. Of course it is. I picked it out myself. Well, you picked out a rooster. Here it is. Well, that would explain little Jerry's poor egg production. <laughs> poor egg production. That actually, that contains, that episode contains, uh, the... The Kramer line that we always go back to. The yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when he's yelling at Jerry that, that he's jealous of the rooster, that he's going to do more with the name Jerry Seinfeld than oh, he's yeah, ever going to have right. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, so these Kukwika Munkulars, more dark shit. Yeah. And it gets, like, you see him fighting, and you're like, okay, that's kind of funny, but <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um, Honda shows up and greets them, and, like, when 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 he greets, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I still thought it's it's like when you th- when you see pop culture references to like actual cockfighting, like it's always like I think there's a uh, episode of The Simpsons where they go to Tijuana and there's like a joke that there's like a cockfight down there, yeah, and it's always like oh funny a cockfight because you always see like oh two two roosters in yeah. a pen. If you actually ever were to witness that, it would be the most horrifying yeah. thing. Yes. I mean, think dogfighting and your immediate thoughts as they should be. It's it's a pretty abhorrent thing. Yeah. It's awful. It's horrible. It's rude. It's 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 inhumane. Well, and as they as But like cockfighting doesn't get the same vibe, but like those fights are brutal and gross. As gross. They, as they pan back pan we'll get past the monkey lizards. It's like, oh, cute. They're wrestling. Yeah. But like, but it big ups to them. Grim. Yeah. Big ups to them for showing the end of the fight. <laughs> yes. But um, so Hondo greets them um, and he shows up and Aura walks up to him and literally starts making out with him. And let's take a listen to the <laughs> the audio here. It's 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 something. Oh, my dear. You never were good at asking for permission to land. I never asked for permission to do anything, my darling. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're making out. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember. This is a full scene because it's really horny, so I got the whole thing. Did you notice the Not entire mine, scene, Bosk is just standing like a boss? No. Yeah. <laughs> Part of my In the crew. doorway of Slave One. He's Django's son. We missed the part. Yes. He was like, here, I'm going to rewind Sorry. it a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I talked over it. 
Not mine, I take it. <laughs> there it no. is. So he looks Part at Boba and he goes, not mine. Son. Implying that, oh, we fuck. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about your father. He was a friend and an honorable man. And that's Castus. But he's getting off here. Couldn't handle a good you. Well, don't be ashamed. You're not the first man to bail out from under her command. He's speaking from experience. Oh, oh you're a dangerous woman. Yes, very Hondo's dangerous. got a type. Come, come, come. Let us go inside where we can discuss business over a drink like civilized people. Okay, I thought I left it in. But at the end of that there, they cut back to the monkey lizards, and one is just like, choking the last Strangling breath. Yeah. the other one. Out of the other one, and it dies. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, at least they're showing the realities of what that would entail. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I put that full scene in there because very horny. Yeah. Hondo <laughs> and Orisang have quite the uh, hot history, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. And it was great because when they're making out, if you look down in the corner of your screen, you see Boba's reaction. He's like, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> And I got to assume Boba is very much like Anakin, his age. Like, just, he's only interacted with Aura. That's the only woman he's <laughs> yep. ever met. And then, like, it's like Anakin with Padme. It's the only woman he's ever talked to <laughs> besides his mom. You know, like. <laughs> so, the look on Boba's face is pretty priceless. Um, so, yeah. Um, Hondo, A-plus character, time and time again. Like, just completely enjoyable. And his interaction with Bob Costas in that scene is hilarious. Like, when she's like, yeah, this is Costas. He's bailing here. And he, he kind of slaps him on the back and puts his arm around. He's like, oh, I can't end it. Hondo always delivers. Oh, always. He always delivers. Any episode he's in, he's just, oh, he's the best. Yes. Um. So we get into the bar, and there's some, like, Bollywood pop music going on here. <laughs> it's it's like, so weird. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, Costas heads over and he hollows in with a buddy who's like a Nautilin. Um, Nautilin, think uh, Kit Fisto. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's complaining about working with Aura. He calls her a hag to his buddy. <laughs> this episode is nuts, man. He calls her a hag. <laughs> this guy, Costas, Bob Costas is like Jackie Gleason or something like that. Um. And we get we get a lovely quick little snippet of an excellent bartender droid who tries to serve Boba booze. <laughs> that part is crazy, but not as crazy as what, is what happens next. Aura goes Boba and takes it away from the yes. Kid. Boba's about to get drunk, and Aura's just like no. Now, and we notice this in this episode. Aura, like as psychopathic and as she is, she's very protective of Boba and Boba's like little mission of taking out Mace Windu. Yeah, like she is all in on Boba. Like she is kind of like Boba's legal guardian. It's just weird that they like respect the twenty-one plus rule. Yeah. in this pirate bar, yeah. Aura respects it. She's very. She's yeah. A lot of mixed signals from Aura on what's cool, what isn't. She wants she wants him to shoot a guy in cold blood in the back of the head, but she doesn't want him to have a sip of a beer. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you got to get your priorities straight there, Aura. Yeah, parenting requires consistency. Yes. Maybe she's just worried about the potential damage to his growing liver. You know, like, uh, it's, you're too young. You can't process it properly, and that's the problem here. Your brain isn't fully formed yes. until you're 21. Exactly. So. Yeah. That's what she's going with. She's going with the science, okay? 
We believe in science here at the Clone Cast Pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Aura and Hondo are kind of discussing the downed Republic cruiser, and she's like, hey, uh, I'd wait to go scavenge that thing. It's, it's just tons of clone troops are there picking up wreckage and shit right now. So basically, it's kind of cool, though, because she's implying like, oh, I know what Hondo does. He's going to go scavenge the shit out of this crashed Republic ship. Yeah. Um, and so it was a cool little look into what Hondo does in his free time. <laughs> um, so Costas is having his little conversation on the hollow with his Nautilus friend. And so Aura being, you know, she has her little, uh, what do we call The antenna, antenna that comes out, yeah, right? Yeah. So she can just like pick up transmissions left and right. Costas, not the smartest guy when it comes to like being discreet about his conversation. So she taps into his conversation with a little earpiece and listens in to what he's saying to his friend. He's like, yeah, I got some information for you. It's really important stuff. And I think he's implying he's going to tell them where this downed Republic cruiser is. I'm assuming that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, or he's going to try to sell the information to the Jedi's as like where Aura is. And yeah, it's going to sell out Aura. Um, but Aura, after she hears his little conversation with the Nautilus, she just kind of says, hey, Costas. And he turns around. And she just shoots him right in the chest. <laughs> yeah. And he does he does like a, a flip sideways and he just crashes right into the hollow. Very dramatic death for <laughs> yeah. Costas. Um, I, I honestly like he was an episode and a half character. That's all we got from him. He showed up. He got yelled at by Boba because he hadn't done anything yet. <laughs> and then he died trying to sell them out. And honestly, R.I.P. to to Costas, a real hero for an episode and a half. Probably the smartest bounty hunter out of the group. He is he's a great example too of less is more. Like he's very stylized character. I could see peppering him a lot. He would grow tired. Like I feel like it was he burned bright. No, and yeah, yeah, he was Icarus. He he flew up and he burned out. You know, and then he, he he crashed to the ground. That was it. That's all we needed from him. But. We the moments we had with him were great. A light dusting of justice. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just a pinch of salt, you know? <laughs> just a pinch of salt there on your or dwarf. Um so right after she shoots him dead, we get some more like Hondo like stand up routine comedy hours. He's like, Oh, someone clean up the mess. He sprung a leak or something like that. And Hondo, me, yeah, Hondo's great. Hondo's calling is just being a host. Yeah, he's he's a phenomenal host. <laughs> he's just a great host and like a real hack stand-up comedian. Yeah, it's fucking great. Um, and then kind of Boba, Boba's kind of alarmed by the death. Just like, oh, you you wouldn't let me have a beer, but you just killed somebody, you know. Yeah. And so they cut to Boba's face, and he's kind of shocked by the whole thing. And I was like, you think you'd be happy? You didn't like Bob Costas very much, but we get a mix of the Boba Enya theme. <laughs> With the Bollywood music. Yeah. Like the volume, the ying da, ying da. And then it like, ah. <laughs> it's very interesting stuff. Um, so that was a great scene. That whole first bar scene was fucking great. I loved it. <laughs> it was a great scene. It had everything that you'd ever want. I watched something online about this episode too. And Dave Filoni actually directed this episode. And he said that he really liked Hondo. And he wanted to really take the time and devote actual resources to building out Hondo's bar in like hideout. Sure. And like it, you can tell, like it's a there's a lot of character development for Hondo in this episode. Well, in the setting itself, there's just a lot more going on. Yeah. It's more fleshed out. Like it's great. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was great. Um, so we get to Ahsoka and Plo. They are searching for information in the depths of hell, of Coruscant. Um, and we get our fifth clip of the episode. Let's take a listen. And this is great because it's just more shitting on Anakin. 
Well, I hope we have better luck here. This is the fifth scum bucket drinking hole we've been to. Yes. And this time, try to be more subtle. What do you mean? You have adopted many of your master's ways, including a lack of subtlety. Sorry, Master Plo. Just try to blend in. Listen, you may be surprised what people reveal when they have been drinking. <laughs> I wrote down, was this episode sponsored by Dare? Yeah. <laughs> like between between Aura taking the drink away from Boba and yeah. that speech from Plo Koon. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's very, <laughs> they very are anti-alcohol. And in then this they episode. show a couple of examples coming up here, too. Of, I'll drink to that. The folks in the bar that just seem, it's not. It's great. It's so, not your greatest example of so what they go in, Yeah, do. I mean, they go into this club and you immediately, there's a lot going on in this club. There's like this Twilight go-go dancer, and there's like this Rodian and a uh, one of the the squid guys. Yeah, uh, just kind of like fawning over her, and like she's like dancing for him. Very strange stuff. We see a Twilight just like complaining endlessly about her life to a bartender, <laughs> um, and then we look, we see an Athorian that just looks drunk as fuck, <laughs> and he's got these like red eye goggles on. He's great. I like that guy a lot. Um, so Plo approaches the bartender and says, hey, we're looking for some info here. And it's the bartender. I called him Fish Goro. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a fish guy, but he's got four arms like Goro. <laughs> so Plo approaches him and he's like, yeah, I'm looking for some info. And he's like, we don't give out info here. And so Plo just kind of plops down his lightsaber on the table and is like, oh, OK, then. Um, business. And while this is going on, Ahsoka trying to listen intently. And this reminded me of the Sinube episode. Yeah. Because he was like, hey, yeah, listen, you know, center, you know, focus. You well, know? it's cool that it actually seems like they're demonstrating the lesson that she learned in that previous episode in this one. She's like taking that lesson directly and applying it in this one. Yes. But she also was reminded to do that. Yes. So it's still, she's got these bad habits that they're trying to work out over here. Yeah. She really needs this free time with the other Jedi yeah. Masters. Like, it's really good for Ahsoka. Maybe we just missed a meeting that all yeah. of the Masters had yeah. where they're like, listen, I half expect like season four, they're going to be like the Ahsoka meeting. Where it's like, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, why didn't we, why wasn't this in like season one? Um, but um, so Ahsoka's listening intently and she kind of just overhears a bunch of conversations. There's a small business owner that's complaining that he had to shut down his business because of the war. Very relatable stuff. Um, there's something about a video screen. I don't want to know what was on the video <laughs> screen, but I heard a video screen. Um, there's the Rodian and the other guy just getting horny over the Twilight Dancer. Like, no, she's going to talk to me. I'm going to ask her out. I'm going to get her number. <laughs> <laughs> and then... She overhears a Nautilin talking with a friend who's away Owen about a recently murdered friend of his on Florum. And she's like, oh, that could be of interest. So she kind of sneaks over. She sidles over and kind of eavesdrops on their conversation. She's got her, her back to them, too. Yes. So she's trying to be sneaky She's trying about to be it. discreet about it. Um, but the guy that is telling the story is a Nautilin, like I said, and it is the same Nautilin. That was hollowing with Castus when he got shot dead by Aura Singh. So um, as she's spying on them, she finds out some important information about it. And she finds that it was Aura Singh that killed him. Um, 
But shortly after she finds out that information, they're like, they realize that they're being spied on. Well, what's great, too, is if you look at the eyes of them while they're having the conversation, as Ahsoka's kind of sneaking up, walking backwards, the uh, the Quayoan guy, you can see his eyes almost kind of do like a double take on at, Ahsoka. at Ahsoka. And then you could see the noddle and like see the eye signal. And that's when he like spins and grabs Ahsoka. Uh, Okay, um, so they got a good vibe with each other. Um, so they kind of just pull out their blasters on her, and they're like, "What the fuck do you think you're doing, motherfucker?" You know. Um, and when oh, they pull out the oh. blasters, the whole bar pulls out the blasters. Everything stops in the bar, and everybody pulls out blasters. But the best move, and <laughs> this might have been my light side moment. Like everyone pulls out blasters except the Nautilin. He pulls out two knives and does like this yes. move, like ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> yes. He's like Kano or something like that in Mortal Kombat, just throwing knives around. Cabal. Um, yeah, but so yeah, uh, Plo Koon, you know, he pulls out the lightsaber. He's like, oh, don't try it, you know. And um, Ahsoka pulls out her lightsaber. So it's like two Jedi in a standoff with like every patron of this bar. And the Athorian has like this massive fucking blaster. It looks like an AK-47. <laughs> and he's just he's carrying it around. This Athorian, fucking great. He's got the crazy red eye goggles on. He's got a fucking AK-47. Where was he carrying this thing? They are top tier species in he was Star probably Wars. Say, he was probably storing it in his gullet somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where he fucking got it from. Um, but Ahsoka and Plo kind of back out of the club. And Ahsoka like literally like is like throws coins on the ground to distract them from them leaving. And like she throws all these coins on the ground and they just like run over just like... Like pigeons being thrown bread or something like that. That was a move in uh, Assassin's Creed 2. You could get change from people or like loot money. And yeah. then whenever, whenever you're trying to run away from people, you could throw change at the crowd and they'd like create chaos <laughs> and let you escape. Well, it worked because they got out of there. Um, and Plo's like, oh, not so subtle. And she's like, well, I got the information. He's like, oh, really? So she tells Plo about the info she, that she got and they are going to be heading to Florum. But that was the thing. It's like she was being very subtle. Yeah. I don't understand what, what, the criticism from Plo. I think it's just the chaos that ensued. He assumed that she did something. She pulled in Anakin. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's kind of like they love her. I can tell they all love Ahsoka as as they well should. But she's got like the stench of Anakin on her. Yeah. And they just don't trust. It's clear. Well, and that Plo, they, Anakin is not trusted. Plo's the one that found her. So he's a little yeah. invested, too. Um, so we get back to the bar. Oh no, we're actually in, we're in like Hondo's like office area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Aura and Boba are in there, and they're discussing what their plans are with the hostages with Hondo. Hondo's like, "Hey, um, I know you're trying to rope me into this. Do you think I could be some help? Uh, I don't want anything to do with this." He declines. He's like, "I'm not going to stop you, but I'm not going to participate in this." And Hondo is growing as a character because he's taken one too many L's from the Jedi at this point. Yeah. And he sees a Jedi and dealing with Jedi. He's like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm out. Not I'm worth it. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, not worth it. Not going to do it. So he's starting to turn into a smart businessman. He's yeah. looking at the ROI on this. Yes. It is like not worth the trouble. Yep. So that's that. Hondo doesn't want to participate, but he does. You know, he kind of sticks true to his creed of just kind of being this. Uh, this loner with his own kind of priorities. And it's like, yeah, you do what you want. I'm not going to stop you. So um, 
Shortly after that, Ahsoka and Plo arrive, and Hondo is there to greet them. So, <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to Florida. Line of the episode. I should assume you are walking us into a trap. Yes, you should. They're waiting inside the bar. I have no idea what you have planned for you. <laughs> and the reason you are telling us is? So you know that I am not involved in this. Remember... Patience. So, I love Hondo in this scene. Hondo really is proving the rule that there's no honor amongst thieves. Yes. Just immediately sells yes. Mara out. It's great. It's fucking, it's a great scene. And I just love how Hondo's like, yeah, leave me alone. Leave me out of this. But I'll give you a little info here. I love just unabashed honesty. in like him going up to them and being like, yeah, it's a trap. I have no idea what she's got playing for you in there. <laughs> but... Just heads up, there's some stuff in there. He's a great comedian. I love Hondo. He's great. Um, so Ahsoka and Plo approach Singh at the bar. The bar's all cleared out at this point. It's not a busy rocking bar like it was before. Um, and so Plo sits down. Um, they don't see Ahsoka. She kind of hangs out and lingers in the back. So it's just Plo that approaches uh, Aura at this table. Sits down. And when he sits down, Boba comes from behind and pulls a blaster out on him and puts it up to his head. Um, Aura... Kind of notifies Bosk via their little Apple Watch to execute the passengers at her command if anything is to go wrong. So, Ahsoka then comes up from behind, out of the shadows, and does this really nifty lightsaber move and cuts off her fucking antenna. <laughs> like, Ahsoka smokes her antenna. It's great. Yeah, now, uh, now Aura's down to roaming. She's yeah. not. She doesn't have three G coverage anymore. It's like, it's like back in the day when you had your antenna and you kind of like would hold it in certain directions, but eventually one of them would get bent, yeah. and it would break off in half. That's what happened to her antenna. So her antenna is. How great would it be if in the next episode or the next time we see Aura, she just had tin foil crumpled yeah. around her antenna, just a ball of it, <laughs> maybe a tennis ball on top. <laughs> Um, so Basque is trying to talk through them, loses calm, and then he's like, hey, you hostages, uh, I'm going to kill you if she doesn't get in contact with me in like five, ten minutes here or something like that. I don't know if he says specific time for everybody threatens the hostages. Um, so Basque isn't fucking around, fucking around. Um, and then we get this lovely, lovely audio clip here. So let's take a listen. Let her go. No chance. She won't do it, Boba. She's not like you. She's right. I'm not a murderer. I'm not a murderer. But I want justice. We are justice. Yes! <laughs> Don't listen to them. No one will be harmed if you come quietly. I can't let you die. You won't have to. Okay, so like, basically what's going on here is Boba has a gun to plow. But Ahsoka has a lightsaber to the throat of Aura. Um, so it's a bit of a standoff. Well, and with Boba in his speech on justice, I thought it was a very interesting parallel, thinking back to the beginning of the episode. Yeah. The one person who kept talking about justice was Anakin, who could not, was beside himself with Mace for not yeah. wanting to take vengeance. And Anakin was the one demanding justice. So that they, was a... there's some warped perspectives on what justice is. Yeah from some of these characters well and that's the thing it's like the two characters that are seeking they're not seeking justice they both want revenge and they're mistaking yes. it for justice yes so um 
basically at the end of there when she's like, you won't lose me. Well, one, it's like Ahsoka already said she's not going to kill her, but <laughs> um, she reveals kind of these like spikes on her boots that all of a sudden stick out. I don't know if she has like a button or she clicked it or something, yeah. but two little spikes come out of the, like the toe of her boot. Um, she's basically Inspector Gadget. She's got a fucking antenna coming out of her head. She's got spikes coming out of her boots. I love bounty hunters. They yeah, always got great. those gadgets. There's some nifty. Um, and shortly after she does that, after that line, uh, you won't lose me, we get probably the greatest 10-second action scene in history. It is fucking great. It's and really good. so much happens in this short amount of time. So I kind of just wrote it down step by step. So I'm just going to read it off for you here. <clears throat> All right. So, Boba takes a shot at Ahsoka. She deflects it. Aura then throws up the table. Plo falls backwards, but Boba gets force pushed away by Plo. Then, Aura takes like five shots at point-blank range at Ahsoka, who deflects all of them in very epic fashion. Ahsoka fucking rules. God, Ahsoka rules. Then, Plo force throws the table into Aura and then destroys her blasters with his lightsaber. Boba then throws down a bomb, which allows Aura to escape. Boba attempts to flee with Aura, but Plo holds him with the Force and pulls him back. Aura hesitates for a second and abandons him. Is that a good summation yeah. of everything? Yep. That all happens in like 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. It's and insane. It's all like bing, bang, bang, bang. Like close quarters combat like that, too, because it's in a very enclosed space. It's very hard to like choreograph and shoot and that type of stuff. And they did a great job. Yeah. It's awesome. I loved it. Especially uh, Aura shooting at Ahsoka at like point blank range yeah, and, and the way Ahsoka deflecting. It's yeah. fucking great, dude. It's really sweet. Some um, quick lightsaber work. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Aura bails and she kind of runs outside and there's like three way Owens just hanging around on like this dirt speeder and she just kicks the shit out of him and swoop steals it. Bikes. Yeah, swoop bikes. Kicks the shit out of him and steals it. And it's fucking great because Hondo and like a bunch of his guys are just sitting there just watching it. They're yeah. just like staring aimlessly at it um and she takes off on a speeder ahsoka pursues and one of hondo's guys as ahsoka's running out there kind of pulls out his gun and Ahso and hondo's like no no we're not gonna shoot her god hondo's the we're best. just hanging out here so was, i don't know it was just like the chill vibe of hondo in that scene as aura's taking off with a fucking speeder and ahsoka runs out there and it's just hondo is just like could not give a shit he's just like i'm out of this this ain't my deal i don't want anything to do with this he made his mind up and he's making sure his guys respect it yep so boba is in the custody of plo Koon at this point and we get a really cool scene um like i said this is a great uh episode for the character development of hondo um the last time we saw hondo he was trying to steal from those turtle people <laughs> <laughs> like he grew up a lot I, he must have saw he must have saw Delaney take out like 20 of his fucking crew and just been like, all right, I got to rethink my <laughs> life here. a life-changing <laughs> yeah. moment for Hondo. But um, yeah, so Plo brings Boba out to talk to Hondo and we get this. He will not reveal the location of the hostages. I thought you might talk some sense into him. Tell the Jedi what he wants to know, Boba. Why should I help anybody? I've got no one. It is the honorable thing to do. It's what your father would have wanted. More Boba theme music here. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Hondo is just becoming this, like, kind of... I think he's going to be a good guy within a season. I love Hondo. He's great. He's fucking great. 
Um, so Ahsoka's giving chase to Aura on the speeder, and we get some awesome speeder sounders, which is really always an absolute treat when we get this sound. There it is. Um, so, uh, basically, the, the chase continues, but suddenly Ahsoka on her Apple Watch gets a notification from Plo that um, Aura's actually heading her... Uh, directing her away from the hostages and he has the location of the hostages now and gives her the coordinates so ahsoka bails ahsoka arrives just in time um to save them from boss who is kind of his patience has run out to hear from aura and he's about to shoot them and she dives off of her fucking speeder and just knocks boss to the ground it's great it's good stuff um but just as that's going on, Aura then flies in, crashes her speeder directly into one of the other ones, and just runs into Slave One. You also, you you missed the part too, where Ahsoka comes in, she does a flip off of the swoop bike, and does a move with her lightsaber to cut the our wet Scottish admiral free. Oh yeah, and then and he gets the he gun. He grabs yeah. Bosk's gun and is like, <laughs> "Don't move!" Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Admiral Killian's got a gun in his hand. He's feeling fine. <laughs> Happiness is a warm gun, right? Um. So yeah, Aura flies in, crashes her speeder into Ahsoka's, jumps off of her speeder and boards Slave One. And when she's running into Slave One, she has the longest strides of running I have ever seen. Oh, she is like Usain Bolt. She's a lanky one. Yeah, she's a lanky lady with some long fingers. Um. So she's trying to take off, and Ahsoka just goes absolute beast mode. Ahsoka jumps onto Slave One, grabs onto it as she's trying to take off, and... She cuts off, like, one of the stabilizer fins yeah. on Slave 1. So, like, uh, Aura really doesn't have any... She has control of it, but it's not very good. It's like it does a slow kind of lean yeah. as she's trying it's to It's like she's off. trying to drive with two flat tires yeah. or something. Um, so, yeah, Soka cuts off this stabilizer fin, and then she jumps over to the viewport and tries breaking in there with her lightsaber. Um, and there's, like... And Aura takes some shots at her and fucking just... They're going to need to call, like, the gla- autoglass experts because the fucking, sh- the fucking <laughs> yeah. viewport is toast. Um, you cannot put this thing in space at all. Like, you're going to die immediately if you fucking break atmosphere. Um, but Ahsoka finally does get thrown off. Um, but shortly after that, Aura just completely loses control and crashes the ship in a fiery crash, a very fiery crash, a few hundred yards away. Um, I think they're trying to imply that Aura may be dead. I don't know. Just what we know about Star Wars, I think we'll probably see Aura again. That's just my prediction. TBD. It is a very fiery crash, though. I mean, you see the ball of flame shoot up over the hill in the distance, you know? Well, like I brought up last episode, too. There's, like, some weird continuity issues with Jango's helmet. And again, like... It it appears like Slave One is completely yeah demolished in well, this. But if you're then gonna we get, see if it, you're gonna demolish a ship, what better place to demolish it than on Florum, where 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 fucking Hondo can just drive down the road and be like, I'm gonna take this and this. Clearly, Hondo is going to be the one that rebuilds. Slave it would one. be if you ever total your car. This would be like totaling your car and having it roll into a <laughs> chop shop. That's who Hondo <laughs> is. He's an auto body shop guy. Is he not? Yeah. So yeah, I am I am ninety nine point nine percent certain that Hondo is going to fix up Slave One and give it to Boba. That's what's going to happen here. It's going to be great too. He's going to gift wrap it one of those giant. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, it's like it's going to be like, like one, one of those, those Christmas, Christmas commercials. commercials. Yeah. <laughs> like, honey, I bought you a Lexus. It's like, who the fuck are these people spending fifty thousand dollars on a Christmas gift? Fuck you. Uh, uh, 
All right. But so, it is great. That's a couple of parts in the last two episodes when Aura and... <laughs> Please give me a giant bow on Slave Boy. <laughs> I want it! <laughs> when Aura and Costas were talking about like doing stuff and Boba was disagreeing with them and they were like, we're doing it anyway. It's like, it's his fucking ship. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Mm. Poor Boba being used by these awful bounty hunters. But at the same time, she gets all motherly on him yeah. half the time. Very strange dynamics in that relationship. Anyways, our final scene is Boba and Bosk in custody arriving on Coruscant, and Mace Windu greets Boba, and they have a little conversation to end the episode. I see now I've done terrible things, but you started when you murdered my father. I'll never forgive you. Mm. Well, you're going to have to. Take him away. <laughs> <laughs> does mace mean you're going to have to it's like he doesn't have to do dick yeah you can't tell somebody how to feel yeah i don't know mace mace made sense up until that line yeah he leaves you just a real puzzler just befuddled at the end (laughs) like you were making a lot of sense earlier you should probably get back in that karate gi i think you're you might have some he might have some cognitive issues from some brain damage or something didn't make sense i didn't understand that line but that's the end of the episode so what do we got for an IMDb rating on this bad boy? IMDb this has be a, is giving this one a 8.2. It's a strong one. So it's a lot higher than the last ones. I loved it. I think it was great. I think Hondo is a real all-star. Yep. Um, some things to complain about. No Obi-Wan. No R2. But we got, got a lot, lot of Ahsoka, Ahsoka. And we got a lot of Plo Koon. Um, Aura Singh is a great baddie. She's very good. She's very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, and she's also um, there's I think I mentioned it in a previous episode. There's a lot of weird discrepancies between her canon character and her legends character. Um, her legends character. So she's in the legends books. Yes. Her, I think the books are the comics. She's somewhere in the legends universe. Um, but one of her stories in the legends universe is she was actually a Jedi she was what? Yeah. So she was one of the cases where as a youngling, her I think her mom was like a drug addict. She was addicted to this thing called spice in the Star Wars universe. Spice? Yeah. It was this dune. Which is like crack cocaine. Have you ever read apparently. Dune? No, but I've heard of spice, spice is like the whole yeah. thing. It's worm jizz. Um but so and her dad was some like burnout who like just ran away so the jedi came and found her at a precarious time when she was little and they ended up putting her with a like this real ball buster of a jedi who was like known for her harsh training and she ended up clashing with aura and aura was like one of the only cases where someone left the jedi order as a jedi Hmm. and she kind of had a chip on her shoulder and she specialized in like killing Jedi as a bounty hunter. Okay. So my whole thing is with the Legends universe, um why can't that be canon? Well, and that's just it. It's now, I mean, there's probably stuff, you know, and I've been reading through the books and there's stuff that does kind of conflict with certain things, but some of the aspects of the Legends books like they use the shit out of them in a lot of this newer content. And it's like, why can't this stuff be that's the thing about I mean the whole force healing thing that people get so up in arms about from the Rise of Skywalker. I have two books right up there called Jedi Medstar, which is about Barris Offee. 
and she has the ability to heal people. Yeah, yeah. Look at the fucking picture on the front of the book. It's well, her healing a clone. And if you even go glance at Wikipedia and read the biography on some of these Jedi, it's like each one of them have different force abilities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. And I think that's the cool spot that Filoni's in, and that's why it's like, thank God Filoni has the reins of Star Wars properties because he has that background knowledge and he knows what pieces of the expanded universe he can like grab and he knows how to apply them well like the whole ben solo arc kylo ren yeah like that is straight out of the novels yep just changing some names and changing circumstances and certain things but like the general basic arc yeah is han solo and leia's son Going rogue and becoming a dark side fucking Sith dude, and then turning things around. Yeah, like, they change like who he kills and that type of stuff. Yeah, they I mean, and they change his name and, and everything. Yeah, yeah. But but the general story is kind of the same. So I'm just kind of like, why couldn't why couldn't we just make this all one giant thing? But it, there, honestly, who cares? Be, so by the time we get to Rebels, yeah. um, I'm going to be very interested to see. I'm. I'm sure by then you will have already read Heir to the Empire, and I want to read that one after Plagueis. Um, But they do some, so like sometime in 2025. um, I'll get there soon. So Rebels, when they introduce Thrawn, they're taking directly from the EU, but it's it's interesting because it's different... It's very different from the EU version of Thrawn, yeah. but they're taking a lot of similarities. My plan is to read the Thrawn, the original Thrawn trilogy. Um, the great thing is where I'm at right now, I have a couple books that are like Old Republic era. And then um, once I get done, so I got about two books left that are, I would say, Old Republic era. Then there's the Darth, two Darth Bane books that I have to read. But then after that, I pretty much vault forward like a thousand years into Clone Wars territory yep. in this era. And then I'm going to just eat that shit up. Like with the show and everything that we're talking about, like, oh, I'm going to be bringing the content. <laughs> so after that, though, after I wrap that up, my plan is to just skip the whole um, kind of, you know, A New Hope through Return of the Jedi era. And just get into post. Get into yeah. post, and I'm going to go right into Thrawn. So I'm probably a couple months away from really being able to talk about Thrawn. Okay, that's right. But but in the, so eight, we were talking about ratings. We we haven't even set our ratings. The other the <laughs> other interesting part too is after we get done with Heir to the Empire because that's a three book series. Yeah, they actually just released. There's three a new, ones. new Thrawn series. Yes. So it would be it's going to be. Cool and I think to after read both that Thrawn those. series, I will read the Kenobi book. Oh, there's um, a Kenobi book? Oh, it's right behind. Take a look at it. It's right next to the Thrawn book there. See that? Yeah. Heir of the Empire. Um, there's and then also, Kenobi's right next to it. There's also a new... I've heard this Darth Vader comic book series is really good. I think they just released the 11th. See, I think you should get on the comics. Yeah. I think that'd be your that'd be your lane. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So after I read Kenobi, though, in the Thrawn trilogy, then I'm going to read in the stuff that is currently considered canon, which will be... The new Thrawn yep. trilogy, which has been coming out. And I think they just released the last one. Yeah. And I think this Vader uh, graphic novel series is all canon. Yeah, too. it is canon. Yep. And th- there was a really big thing this week with um, Luke's, Luke's hand, hand yeah. being used to create Snoke. Something like that. Something along those lines. And people, 
Yeah, we're going to get into a segment that I will work on eventually. I didn't get to it yet, but it's going to be called just the toxic fan of the week. Because just as I get more involved in just like tweeting and just following people and stuff, there's some people that are just, come on, man. It's it's ridiculous. They ruin it for the rest of like, us. If you're like super like going hard for being like a fan for the sequels or the prequels, that's cool. But like when you get like literally like pissed about certain things and you get like mad at people and you actually hate people for liking a certain thing or not liking a certain thing just fucking maybe just remove yourself completely that is why john boyega is amazing you know john boyega the guy that plays finn do you remember when all that stuff came out and like people were People were like going nuts and like tweeting at him and was talking about how like Star Wars is getting too woke and like he came to the defense of the Rose character and a lot of people were. What like, were people mad about with Rose? I don't know. They just it's people that think like Star Wars is getting too woke and because she's Asian. And John Boyega went on Twitter and just was like not holding back at all and was like telling people to go fuck themselves. <laughs> like, and Disney was kind of like, yeah, you do you, man, and like. It was actually really cool to see him be like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, you're being an idiot. I mean, honestly, like if you're mad about the Rose character, one, what are you mad about the Rose character? Like she did a good job as, you know, as far as a role goes in that movie. Um, So I don't really know if you're mad about it. I kind of question, like, why are you mad about this? Do you remember? like What what, what is it about the Rose character that really rubbed you the wrong way? Do you remember, like, three, I have a hunch what it is. Three or four minutes ago when you were like, we got to just get into the ratings. This is going on too late. I know. <laughs> but it's just. Anyways. But yeah. So I'm going to do a tax plan because I just find these takes. That's just like, why are you so mad? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? There was some art that was released for May 4th. Right coming up and it, this guy got commissioned to do the official like Disney artwork for this right and he had Kylo Ren facing off against Ray in the picture right like they weren't together they were apparently like on he was on the dark side of things and she was on the light side of things on the picture and this one person just like was like I can't believe that you didn't put Kylo or Ben with with Ray blah 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 and it's just like Okay, one, this guy is like having the time. It's like the peak of his career being commissioned by Disney to make this. And so you're shitting on him. And it's just your your whole concern is that Ben Solo is not standing next to Ray, but he's they're facing off on opposite. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Can you, you imagine like, having... Who fucking cares? Can you imagine having that amount of free time that yeah, you can devote care. that amount? I care about Star Wars. Like, I do. Don't get me wrong. That's this isn't thing. me being like, oh, it's stupid to care about this. I. But it's stupid to get mad about something. It's a fucking piece of artwork that a guy got to create. It's not like it's a fucking end of the world. Like, chill out. I love Star Wars almost more than anything in my entire life. Yeah. It's very important to me. But I am able to disassociate myself. And if I don't like something, I'm able to be like, ah, well, I guess I don't yeah, like, like that. If, if the two women kissing at the end of Rise of Skywalker was the end of the world for you, then maybe just don't fucking watch yeah. it. Like, I'm sorry that the world is moving on without you. Fucking move on. Go watch A New Hope for the five billionth time. That's fine. I like it, too. Yeah. That's great. But you don't have to go online and be a toxic piece of shit. You can be fucking funny without being a piece of shit. Yeah. Just make cum jokes. That's all you have to do. Just make an authorian saying cum. There you go. 
Get your go get your clout, you fucking annoying trolls. So we're gonna do a new bit, huh? Yeah, toxic family. Because just as I tweet and stuff, and I come across these takes, like, what are you so fucking mad about? It's only gonna get worse too. Oh god. Oh dude, I'm glad that I didn't sign on during. Like, I'm glad that we were not active during the whole Gina Carano thing. Oh, oh god. god. Really? So this was a good episode, though. Uh, okay. Yeah, it what was uh, this one? an 8 out of 10. Okay. What did you give it? 7.5. All right. We're right there, any, baby. Do we have anything else we want to say about it, or should we probably get on here? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just a great episode. It was great. It was fun. Hondo was great. It was a good way to round out yeah. the... And again, I think they're like realizing how to like format in arc. Yeah. Like each episode we're going to different places, we have different settings. Yeah. There's, and there's different there's, characters yeah. that come in. And we're not just following one lane here. We're splitting off. We got yeah. some dark shit, we got some light shit, we got some funny like shit, we got out, some horny shit. They're figuring out how to like start pacing these a lot better. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, good episode. You gave it an 8? 7.5. 7.5. All right. 7.5 and an 8. Here we go. Always look on the light side of life. Chibata, I'm sorry to be controversial. <laughs> All right, light side moment of the week. Um, my light side moment of the week is... Hmm. There's a lot of them in this week. Um, I'm going to go with Plo Koon riding in his sports car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy's got a great vibe in that sports car. Like, Plo Koon, I got to assume, what, do you think he's 50 years old? Uh, it's either that or it's like 500. I choose to believe that Plo Koon was having a midlife crisis and bought that thing on a whim on like a random Tuesday. You know, <laughs> I like to think of Plo Koon as one of those dudes. Have you ever come across that? I've worked with a couple of these guys who like you look at them and they just their fashion and kind of the way that they carry themselves. It's like this guy could either be 28 or 49. <laughs> like just yeah. the way that they're. Uh, like their personality is and kind of yeah, yeah. I, I, like I to, choose to believe that he's 40 I like to think of Plo Koon that way he's having a midlife crisis and he bought the sports car what's your light side moment of the week my light side my light side moment of the week was the uh the akimbo knife wielding <laughs> noddlin that we got in the bar the, yeah the anti-kit fisto every in the bar. single yeah. one pulls out a blaster and he pulls out two giant <laughs> knives but it, it's not that it's just him like waving them like ha ah. <laughs> Like that was the part that killed me. Do you me. think he's a jet or a shark? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you watch that trailer? No. Oh, we, we are not going to talk about Broadway stuff. Oh, come on. We're not talking about West Side they Story. We don't need to remake West Side Story. Let's the get first to the dark side. No, you stop. Spielberg, stop. If you only knew the power of the dark side. All right, dark side moment of the week. Is there any choice outside of ponds being shot think, out of the airlock and floating so. aimlessly? I mean, there's the... the I mean, the, 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 the Kweoken monkey lizards, the cockfight, that was pretty dark. Boba Fett um, pulling the blaster to the back of the yeah, head. Yeah, ponds just being off. But, I mean, the, what they did with the body was worse. <laughs> just, oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's my dark side moment of the week. What mine do you got? Too. That's mine, too. I could pick a different one, but that was... Do we really want to get through this before the music ends, though? Right. I really like this song. I know. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Thank you, Rex. Oh, get it up! Get it up! Cheap the Alright. Dark Horse Hero of the Week. Does Hondo qualify as a Dark Horse in this episode? I don't know. I was going to pick him, but then I thought maybe it's too... He's too out there? I'm going to give it to Costas. Costas. I'm giving it to Costas because... He knows no shame whatsoever. I mean, this guy 
He's already at, he's kind of at odd en odds ends with Aura. And he goes into the bar, he immediately pulls up a hollow like 10 feet away from her. And just starts trying to sell her out. He's not the smartest guy. He's not the film. smartest guy on earth, but it made for hilarious shit. Yeah. Love you, Bob Costas. We'll miss you. Maybe, Costas. Maybe he was trying to figure his life out, too, at that point. Yeah. Like, I got to get out of this, man. I need to start. He wants... You know what he wants? He wants to get back to Coruscant and buy one of the fucking Hammerhead fucking sports cars. He, I bet, he wants to get back. He wants to take some, like, CPA courses. He wants yeah. to, like, really get on the straight and narrow. Just working with Aura for a week has completely... <laughs> he's just like, fuck this bounty hunter business. So, Bob Costas. What's yours? Um, uh, All of them are, like... All the ones I wanted to pick are too mainstream. Like, I wanted to go with Mace... Just for his anti-vengeance rant at the first part of the episode. I mean, if you're trying to go obscure, though, there's a lot of obscure heroes in this. The uh, bartender that tries Plo to give Boba Fett a drink. <laughs> that droid fucking rules, man. He was my runner-up. Plo Koon for getting the sports car and tooling oh, yeah. Coruscant. And then Hondo. Um, I want to see Plo Koon picking up a bunch of Athorian babes, <laughs> you know? But I'm going to go with the uh, the Fish Goro bartender <laughs> on Coruscant. I love Fish Goro. Because he was the one that, like, he's in a shady part of town, but yeah. he's trying to, like, run a business, and he is not scared to speak up and be like, guys, I'm not having my bar shot up tonight. Yeah. So, so get out of here. And he knows when to shut up and when to talk when yeah. he blows on him. Now, when we say Fish Goro, that's just strictly because he has four arms. He is not jacked like Goro, no. just a heads up on that. Um, all right, so, yeah, some good... Uh, Dark Horse Heroes of the Week. Now, I think we're going to go ahead and we're going to do this segment this week. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. All-star of the week. Thank you, clone children. Let's get let's give Hondo a couple clone childrens here. Wow. Yeah, the guy's going to get trained. No way. Yeah. Hondo, absolute all-star of the week. Yeah. All-star of the week. Hondo hitting home runs left and right. Full respect to Plo Koon, full respect to Ashoka, who fucking just went balls to the wall with some epic fucking lightsaber shit. But this was Hondo's episode. Hondo owned it. Hondo is my All-Star of the Week. Yeah, mine as well. I think All-Star of the Week, we're going to be pretty much simpatico on that yeah. all around. I mean, these are, these are obvious home runs here, and Hondo was the obvious home run this week. You die in childbirth. So uncivilized. All righty. Death of the week. Some good deaths. Yeah. Uh, Bob Costas, R.I.P. Um, some dark deaths. Pons. R.I.P. Pons. Ah, man. Hmm. Huh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to give it to Costas. Like I said, I enjoyed Costas the episode and a half we got of him. Just a sprinkling of Costas is a good thing. And so, since we will not be seeing him again, nor talking about him again, I just want to mention him one more time. Costas, death of the week, getting shot onto the hollow by Orasing. It's my death of the week. Yeah. And that's a great one. Um, I think if I have to pick one, I'll go with the uh, the weak way in or q Owen um, Ooh, monkey lizard out, yeah. getting choked to death yeah. in the middle of that fight. Uh, yeah, I think I can agree with but that. But Pond's honorable mention. Yes. All right. So, the swear jar. All right. Seriously, this is f***ing stupid. That is the we still dumbest need to get you in here. thing no, no, that no, I've no. ever seen. 
fuck you, Anakin. You There's plenty of ammunition piece. you have to pick from. Oh. <laughs> I swore so much last week, I'm literally going to have to bust out a calculator here. <laughs> so, basically, the swear jar is this. After we record an episode, we go through and we're going to count up all these swears. Um, what we're counting as swears are the standard fuck, shit, and bitch. Um, but we're also going to go with asshole, bastard, maybe if somebody says cocksucker. Dickhead? Dickhead. Maybe a dickhead. Maybe a dickhead. I guess it depends on the Game count. time decision. Um, so we totaled $3.50 last week into our <laughs> swear jar. Um, I think we're adding a little bit more this time around. Now, mind you, in the last episode that I was buzzed, I guess. Yeah. I was kind of buzzed. Um, so the totals from the last episode was 20 fucks from me. Five shits. No bitches. I'm not a big bitch guy. Not a bitch guy. Uh, one asshole. We'll go with asshole, but we're not going to go with ass. And one bastard. So 27 total. 27 total for me. Adam, you had six, four bitch, and two shit. No fucks? No fucks, apparently. <coughs> wow, more power to you, man. That's impressive. No fucks from you. Um, so I owe $6.75 <laughs> for the last episode. <laughs> you owe $1.50. <laughs> so that brings our grand total... <laughs> To $11.75 in our swear jar. That's awesome. Hell yeah. That's great. All right. So thanks for joining us on the second edition of the swear jar. (laughs) All right. So we got a who are you this week, apparently. Yeah. Who do we got? All right. The voice of Boba Fett. Ugh. You know, I didn't remark on this, but I was not a fan of this voice acting at not all. Not a great voice actor. Um, and I may know who this person is. I think you do, yeah. Not by name, but you've definitely seen him before. Is it an actual child actor? Yes. Okay. Are they famous for sitcom work? No. I'd say there's one project they're probably... Like, the most known for. Hmm. Is it a holiday movie? No. I was going to say, is it the kid from uh, Jingle All the Way? (laughs) That was my... Wait, is that Jake Lloyd? No. Jake Lloyd, no. Jingle All the Way? Yeah. No. What's that kid? He's in other stuff. Charlie! His name's Charlie, I think. (laughs) I have no idea. I have no idea. Is this one that we're going to have to do more down the line, or are you just going to give it to me? Um, I need to know who this god-awful voice actor is, because this episode was great, but that kid almost got dark side moment of the week, just for kind of like the piss-poor voice acting. And I just, real-time fact check, Jingle All the Way, that's Anakin Skywalker. That's Jake Lloyd. Oh, I was thinking of uh, Santa Claus. That's what I was oh. thinking of. Charlie! Jingle yeah. All the Way is, um, yeah, Jake Lloyd, Jake Lloyd yeah, with yeah. Arnold. Yeah. Filmed here. Yeah. Yeah. They go to the Mall of America. Yeah. They do. Seems bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so you you just watched the movie that this kid is in. I just watched the movie. That, oh, like right now? Yeah. Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Hmm. It's, oh, it's little guy? 
It's the kid that it's plays the kid that Boba plays Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah. Okay. Could use some. Uh, could yeah. use some voice acting. Daniel lessons. Logan is his name. What's Daniel Logan been up to since? Uh, not a whole lot. Eleven years ago. Yesterday. Uh, does some Clone Wars work. Uh, he was in the Star Trek Continues TV series. What's Star Trek Continues? No idea. I'm a big Star Trek fan. I have no fucking clue what that is. Uh, Sharknado 4 he was in. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Hey, if he's working, he's working. And you know what I bet he gets to do, right? To bring it all the way back? He gets to go to cons. Oh, absolutely. He goes to cons. He signs. He answers autograph. He, he said, he's oh, living no. the life. He's living the life. The IPAs are kicking in on me. <laughs> All right. Okay. So that was your. Let's listen to it again. It's fun. Thank you, Yoda and Chewbacca. What do we got for a tagline this week? All right. This week for Lethal Trackdown, we have Revenge is a Confession of Pain. And your <laughs> guess was. Boba is going to continue his fruitless effort to execute Mace uh, for daring to defend himself against blaster shots. Yeah. Uh, then he said that you think that Boba was going to realize that this was a pointless thing and that he was going to grow a bit in this episode. Well, he did grow a bit. He kind of realized that I was kind of being an ass. Yeah. The whole hostage thing was a little much, but he doesn't. He doesn't. I don't think he's let go of getting back at Mace no. quite yet. And he, he's proven that he's not a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, but I think he's working that way. Yeah. Um, what do we got for a tagline next week? Next week's tagline is, The challenge of hope is to overcome corruption. The challenge of hope is to overcome corruption. That's the one. I think Palpatine is going to be standing in the way of some very promising legislation. But someone is going to hang on and push it through to the finish line, despite the chancellor getting all up in the business that he shouldn't be in, being a being kind of a dictator like. That's what I think is going to go on there. Oh, Palpatine! What is the uh, episode next week? Okay, so next week we are going out of order, so we're jumping into season three. This is episode five we are of season three. What's it called? Corruption. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me any more information about it? No. Or? Why? Why can't I know? I already answered the question. I know, but we're going to find out. Is oh, it Duchess? Oh, it'll be a good one. Is it the Duchess? I don't know. Is it Duchess? I don't Remember, know. Remember, I fell asleep watching an episode, and I woke up, and I saw Duchess. <laughs> Is she back? It may be. Oh, we're where's Ventress? Where's Ventress? I know. I've been counting down. I think we still have a few episodes before we see Ventress again. Oh, but she is coming back. Well, yeah, she's in the series again. I mean, I'm just sitting on this. You haven't played it an entire season. I miss it. <laughs> I need it. I need it so badly. I need to hit it again because I miss it so much. I cannot wait until she sees Obi-Wan with Satine and loses her shit. It is going to be, that's going to be my chair throwing moment. You've been waiting for the chair throwing moment. I will throw my chair across the room if that happens. Oh, uh, anyways. All right, Adam, where can the listeners reach us? Please hey, baby, give us a shout. A uh, reach out to us. Send us an email at clone, cloncastpod at gmail.com. 
Twitter and Instagram at the same handle. Clonecast Pod. You can follow there, and I might get mad at some idiot that's complaining about a pitcher. Send us DMs. Tell us what you think. Say hi. Do whatever you want. Send us nudes. Who cares? Whatever. Don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. So we'll see you next Stop being a dick, everybody. See you next episode for Corruption. And until then, may the Lone Star be with you. Frazier has left the building. Here, the tragedy of Crispin's day.